welcome back to another podcast hosted by the best student organization on the UCSD campus. Um, we're called Exercises Medicine at UCSD, of course, um, where we are committed to raising awareness about exercise for health and well-being, along with also promoting professional development and the diverse careers that are um, in sports medicine. And um, just a little disclaimer before we start, we are not a medical or fitness professionals and the info that we discussed today is just for entertainment purposes. And um, as such, it is not to be misconstrued as uh, medical advice. And also since this is a live stream, we encourage you all to um, comment any questions you might have for us um, and for our guest of honor. And you can post them in um, the YouTube comments or live stream chat. And um, for those of you that don't know me, I'm Ashley. I'm EIM's president for this year and the co-host for our podcast today. And hi, I'm Daniel. I'm um, EIM's co-professional development coordinator for this year. And I'm also going to be the other co-host for today's podcast. And of course, we have our special guest of honor today, Lauren Nguyen. Um, so she has been my best friend and running buddy since high school. Uh, we low-key almost contemplated wearing our Letterman jackets today. Um, but for those of you that don't know her, um, Lauren, can you please introduce yourself and um, even elaborate a little bit on the super cool things that you're doing as of now? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much for having me today. Um, as Ashley said, I'm from Orange County, California. Grew up there. You may not be able to tell right now because the leadership and camaraderie challenge that running brings so unique just unique sport and then decided to go far enough uh, away from california to school in the university of oregon so that i could uh, facetime and be in the same time zone but not necessarily um go home for the weekend so i spent four years here and i'm actually in eugene right now um, earning a bachelor's of science degree in human physiology and now, in adapting to the pandemic, I'm sticking around with these resources a little longer, um, working a couple jobs, research internships, and trying to gain experience towards those next steps. So that's a little bit about me. Awesome, awesome. So I know you mentioned um, research experience, and that is like a trigger word at UC San Diego. Like as soon as you say research, people wanna know, what do you do? how do you get into it? Um, how do you even get started? Um, so yeah, if you could basically just kind of elaborate a bit more on your positions, if you um, are at will to, that would be awesome. And I'm sure our viewers would definitely appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. It's a journey and a continuous one. Um, so I'm in two places. One, the Bowerman Sports Science Clinic, which is a lower extremity biomechanics lab. Biomechanics as in applying physics to human movement and performance. And then the second lab that I'm in, um, more recently so as well, is associated with U Athletics. And it's the Performance and Sports Science Lab. So I guess starting with that first one, I, you know, as we come into college, we're like, oh, what should we be doing? How do we get involved in everything? And research, uh, just as you're saying, um, is super important and awesome as a learning experience and I wanted to get involved in one. So I looked up online um, the different labs that were available in their topics and the BSSC was very enticing for me, especially with its focus within running. Like uh, Eugene, Oregon is Tracktown USA, has Hayward Field, which is newly renovated and humongous. Um, maybe you'll have to see that sometime. Anyways, the for a couple years, I was trying to apply, but they didn't need anyone. There wasn't, it was really hard to get in contact with anybody. So one summer I was taking, so I was here taking physics, which summer classes I'm sure you all can relate to. Woo. And I saw on Instagram that um, the PI of the lab, Principal Investigator Lab, uh, Dr. Mike Hahn was going to be speaking at a local restaurant. Uh, so I decided to lift there. I got out of the car and two of 
two past grad student teachers that I'd had in like past discussions or something were walking down the sidewalk right when I got out of the car. So I was able to reconnect with them and they're like, oh, we're going to see him talk. Um, so we walked in together and then because I was with them, they introduced me to Dr. Han right away. And I was like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. I'm Lauren. And Kate, who was one of the grad students was like, oh, I think Lauren is interested in, um, you know, becoming, you know, helping out in the lab. I think she's interested in, you know, being a grad student and for, like checking out research and what it entails. And he was like, oh, interesting. So he talked to me a little bit and she was like, oh, Mike, I'm gonna grab, let's grab some drinks. Let's let them talk, you know, let's let them talk. And so they basically set it up for me and um, they, both of the grad students said like, uh, right in front of me, they were like, Dr. Han, like, yeah, I think she would be a great addition to the team. You should add her on. And I was just, whoa, shocked there. Cause I had been trying in so many different ways to be involved. And just in that moment, in that timing, um, not only did they, where they were like, oh, come in with us. Like we ran into you. You're welcome to come in with us. I hadn't seen him in like two years. And then they also were like, they introduced me to him and they also recommended me to him. And I was just blown away. So grateful. Um, so grateful for, to have those people in my life. And after that discussion and hearing his lecture and hanging out afterwards, talking with him, he was like, okay come into the lab and uh, we'll, we'll talk a bit and then we can see if you're interested in joining. And then from there on, um, I've enjoyed being in that lab. I'm not sure if you want me to go into like what um, kind of some research that's going on in there right now. Yeah, that'd be awesome okay. if you could cool. do that. Let me know because first time again, being on a podcast, <laughs> just guide me on the conversation. No, you're doing great already. Okay, cool. Thanks, Ash. Okay. Um, so the, I would say main topics of the BSSC would be one, prosthetics, um, which is a very, I would say like top interest subject um, for the majority lab right now. And then two, running, which is a necessity uh, within being, you know, Tracktown USA. And then three, you know, um, injury prevention, um, that kind of framework. So for example, one study that's going on and I worked on this, it's been difficult with COVID, you know, campuses are closed and that includes research facilities as well, um, at least within this specific department. But from PAC-12, a bunch of different schools received these grants, um, a three-year grant specifically, to study stress fracture risk for student athletes um, who are particularly distance runners. So the ultimate goal of the study, and which is still going on, is to develop a system that helps to identify people that are at high risk for getting a stress fracture. And that process as, you know, a minor undergrad research assistant, I helped um, with putting, placing markers. So there's, if you don't know anything about biomechanics, that's okay. Um, there are like little reflective uh, markers that you place on different, on different parts of our body. So like superior, anterior, iliac spine, you know, all the way down to the fifth met. Um, and we have motion capture systems and cameras, and there are force plates, there are um, treadmills that also, also measure force and pressure distribu distribution. And you take that data, which is a pretty short data collection, and then you process it and um, do various analysis on it. And that was, has been the biggest project that I've worked on within um, the BSSC, uh, but they are doing a couple more projects. One awesome thing um, about the BSSC in my small amount of experience so far is that uh, Mike, Dr. Han collaborates with people, you know, across 
across the country, across the world. And so most recently, I won't get too much into it, um, but he's working with some Japanese colleagues to essentially build a better um, work with sensors to um, get certain biomechanical data into real life situations and applications. So applied biomechanics. And that's another thing that's um, super cool going on right now amidst COVID. Um, then moving on to that second lab, which I more recently was accepted into. And these are both volunteer things. So I, I definitely think like if, if any of you haven't had um, research experience, definitely be open to the volunteer research experience first before you expect to get paid a little bit. It's more of the learning that you're receiving than the pay. But um, the second one with UO Athletics right now is completely remote, but it's essentially applying aspects of the biomechanics, aspects of exercise science, right? And focusing that in on athlete performance, injury prevention, um, and the overall, you know, top Pac-12 objective of winning, right? So he talks about bringing it back from the winning and, you know, profiling the athlete, profiling the game um, you know, in soccer, like, okay, are they defense? Are they offense? Are they goalie? What, what movements do they need to be able to perform efficiently? What is their endurance supposed to be like? all those kinds of questions and then bringing it back a step further and then creating like a plan, assessing them in physical and mental measurements and then loading and monitoring, which kind of parallels to personal training, a constant, like you have, you're implementing a program, a plan, right. But you're also actively thinking about, okay, you know, checking in, how's this working? Do we need, we're monitoring it. Do we need to reassess it? So, if you compare those two um, opportun learning opportunities, I would say that um, the sports science one is more specific to athlete performance and injury prevention. And it's also um, more on the short term, right? As compared to like in the BSSC, it's a lot of long-term studies, more of your traditional like research style. And yeah, that's a little bit as to what's going on in those two labs. Do you have any questions in regard to that? I mean, I think that's awesome. Um, I know like, um, at least in my internship that's going on right now, I'm an athletic training student. Um, so we're definitely, you know, one of the things that we've been looked at, we have been looking at recently is um, REDS. So, um, or sometimes it's also known as the female athlete triad and, you know, looking how nutrition, but also like um, menstruation as well as like bone mineral density and how that can play a part in, you know, things like stress fractures. Um, so I think that that's super interesting that, you know, you know, it's, it's everywhere and it's super important that that's why we need your lab um, so that our athletes can perform. Um, and then also you had mentioned something about um, totally forgot what I was going to say. Oh, um, injury prevention. Mm -hmm. Um, so I know, and like how, you know, loads can affect that or even just movements in general, right? Like biomechanics. Um, so I know like you see San Diego and how COVID has kind of raised that red flag in a sense, like how are we going to make sure that our athletes won't injure themselves once they get back on the field? Um, they have developed, I believe it's Dr. Matt Kurtz. Um, he's developed this screening called the muscle competency screening. And so basically it's kind of like on a scale, um, athletes have to be able, have to be able to perform certain moves proficiently before they can move on to the next phase and load, um, just to kind of try and keep that, um, injury prevention, like you were saying. So I just think that's super cool that, you know, those themes kind of transcend to the research that you're doing. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Exercise science, sports science is uniform across the globe. And I think that's why it's such a like um, small in the sense, like tight knit community as well. And on what you said about 
um, your work and athletic training and looking at female athletes and their performance as well. I think that's awesome. I think there needs to be so much more research on female sub, female empowerment. Absolutely. On that subject. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I can definitely attest to that. I think it's awesome. Um, even just women in, um, you know, sports science in general. Um, yeah, I think that's super cool. Uh, Daniel, did you have any questions by chance? I agree. Um, yeah, I have like an unrelated question, but yeah. um, no, um, looking at your resume, you're involved in so many things. I can see that you were like an RA, you were a fitness instructor, personal trainer, research assistant, all these different things. And I was just wondering, how are you able to time manage all these different responsibilities? Because as a student right now, for me, it's really hard to just balance like studying alone. So how are you able to balance studies and all of these different activities simultaneously? And plus, just to add, you're also on the quarter system, right? So yes, your definitely. advice is like super applicable to us yeah. as well. Because you're on quarter system? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're on quarter system too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is a great question, Daniel. I, it's always a work in progress. I, I believe, I, I believe that I'm a lifelong learner. So I'm always continuing to better my strategies and techniques. But hmm, I think the biggest, if I could go back in time and like advise myself, for example, I think the biggest thing I would do besides, you know, having a planner, like, for example, Google Calendar, I use that all the time. Um, even when, even in this remote situation, I, don't, I think most, are most of your classes remote right now? Yeah, all of them. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. Even like if I was taking classes right now, I would still put together my Google Calendar. Um, I also have this humongous whiteboard. You would like this, Ash. <laughs> A big whiteboard calendar. I love to write things in different colors and just like whatever gets you organized and something that you can easily reference. It's all about, you know, ease and efficiency. You can reference it easily. Um, but two things. One would be establishing a morning routine so as hard as it seems like waking up you know at, at whatever time and then um and this is something that i developed not throughout my whole entire time this is more recently but i think it's valuable and then yeah waking up and just like putting the mat out doing some gentle yoga or essentially anything that helps you ease into that wake up and just relax and recenter because craziness is everywhere and things are only going to get busier and busier in different ways and there's always going to be something new that you haven't experienced before so having that consistency in the schedule especially during a time of unknown with the pandemic for example it's so nice to have that morning time to just breathe it out and then um, I would do some like core exercises after that, just out of personal preference. And then after that, um, literally just silence, closing your eyes and visualizing, like, for example, five years from now, what do I see myself doing? Like, where do I want to be? And it doesn't necessarily have to be a specific, it doesn't have to be like, I'm going to be a lawyer or whatever. It's just like, think of a specific moment in which Hmm, it's hard to explain. Let's see. You just envision a, uh, a moment in time five years from now. And it doesn't have to involve a specific career, but with all the things that um, you know right now. For example, um, lately I've been thinking about, okay, five, so I think just close my eyes and you think about it in the present. So, for example, for me right now, it means I'm outside, the sun is shining. It's not too hot, but it's like warm enough, you know? And there's lots of trees and greenery around. All my family friends are around me. We're playing like competitive games outside and we're having um, really wholesome, nutritious foods. I'm, you know, confident. I've started grad school or I'm like working through grad school. I connect with my PI, like just almost like a visualization practice every morning and that really helps center the day so i after that i'll wake up i mean not wake up well wake up from the visualization technique excuse me okay then i'll you know carry on through the day and all the things that have to go on 
but it really, really helps to start off the day with some like relaxation, stretching and breathing and some visualization and then make it happen. Cause sometimes I've just found like, if I just wake up and go, you know, through the steps, sometimes there's great days. Other times there's just days where it's just like, I don't want to do any of this. I don't know. I don't want to move at all. And that's okay too, but it still helps. It helps me um, push through some, some things and challenge myself uh, to that extra extent when I have my vision in my head. Um, and then the second thing, I apologize how like long-winded that was. Oh no, that was, that's going to be Okay, <laughs> I'm glad I got through. <laughs> and then the second thing I was going to say, which I forgot in the process, it was, um, hmm. oh, okay, got it. So I think this goes back a little bit to personal training as well. But in every process, right, there are steps you have to take. And the end goal can seem like far away sometimes. For example, um, I want to run five days a week or something, right? I think a lot of people have had that goal during the pandemic. Okay. Um, the general approach is like, okay, the alarm clock went off. Like, I need to go for a five mile run. I need to go for a five mile run. I need to go for a five mile run. Sometimes no matter how many times you see that in your head, you're not going for that five mile run. <laughs> and what really helps in that situation, same thing with homework, like you need to finish this project, you need to finish this project, um, is just literally taking it step by step. So, okay, I need to get out of bed, check. Okay, turn my alarm clock off, check. Okay, put on my shoes, check. Okay, get out the door, check. Okay, I'm already walking, might as well just run. Do you know what I mean? So sometimes it's helpful to just literally break it down because even if we have like a list of uh, to-do list, for example, that can be so intimidating and starting your own research project um, underneath your supervisor or whatever may be going on, literally taking it, like bringing it really small and just being in the moment of that one step. And it's amazing how much you can accomplish over that time period. So I think those would be the two things that have that helped me multitask in terms of managing a bunch of different things going on besides the Google Calendar and those standard things. Well, that's actually really good advice. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. I know for me, like I always get lost in the moment and like um like I never start my day just like relaxing and just like thinking about like um, why I'm doing everything I'm doing and why I'm um, why I'm working so hard for uh, my future. I just like get so caught up in the moment and like working on stuff and just forget to relax. But I think it's really nice that like you, that's what you do. And that's actually pretty good advice for all our viewers. And even for me, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Let me know how that goes. Danny. Yeah. <laughs> you should get a group of friends together and like, you know, put together something like for eight weeks, we're going to make it measurable you know, make it something that you can accomplish, but like whatever, set a time frame. like do it with some people that you know can commit and keep each other accountable too. Sometimes like you don't have to do it alone, yeah. even if it's a remote, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's yeah. a super awesome point that you brought up, like in terms of just like, you know, visualization or even just mindfulness in general, like just being able to sit there with your thoughts, you know, just kind of acknowledging where you are in the moment. Um, and even, you know, looking ahead, just to remind yourself, like, what is the big picture? What am I doing again? Because it, it seems kind of hard, you know, in the moment, you're like, okay, I have 20 canvas quizzes this week. But also, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I want to go to med school. So it's, you know, it's like, it's, it's interesting that you brought that up. Um, I was going to ask you, because I know, mindfulness, like people are like, okay, I know, that's, you know, like a mental health um I guess strategy in a sense um but I'm wondering because you know not a lot of people know where to start so I guess like my question for you is like what advice would you give for someone who's starting out they've never done it before um do you have any like apps or like just something personal that worked for you mm -hmm. yeah that's a great question um I think if any of you have something to add to this please do because 
Um, the one way to learn uh, how to start is to absolutely ask other people <laughs> because I don't think it's like mindful um, um, taking that moment isn't for yourself, isn't necessarily something that's really taught, you know, in traditional academia. So um, how I started was first identifying that I was not happy with uh, how I felt and how things were going. So first identifying that as something that I wanted to change. Two would be like, okay, planning those action steps. Um, one resource. So, you know, people have brought up meditation to me before, like my mom, for example. And that was kind of intimidating to just like all of a sudden be alone with your thoughts. And I was like, oh my gosh, no, no, no. <laughs> there are way too many things going on in that head. So I can't do that right now. Um, so instead I did some like gentle yoga and breathing exercises and those kinds of things. Um, if you're looking for an app, I believe, so Nike training, Nike plus training, I think it's called. Um, it still has free premium for anybody um, due to the pandemic. So you can always download that and they have great yoga routines or exercises that can be anywhere from like 11 minutes, mostly stretching to like 30 minutes, actual, like more of a workout mobility, everything session. So that is a great resource, I would say. Um, and you don't need to start with like 40 minutes. You know what I'm saying? Like just even eight minutes a day, the time you spend like scrolling through Instagram, just take it um, nice and slow. You don't have to go extreme with it. Although that definitely works for some people to go all in right away. Um, and remember that it's catered to you. So yes, there, I mean, definitely listen to what other people have to say and share, but no, um, take the bits and pieces, right? Just like with all of our experiences. Oh, I like that research experience. I'm going to take this part and I want to apply that to something else. You know what I mean? So cater it to your own um, self and what feels good for you. Take your time with it. Um, ask people questions. Encourage like that conversation. It's really helpful if you are living with someone too, especially during the pandemic, to establish with them. If they don't want to do it with you, that's okay. But establish with them like, hey, you know, I'm going to spend 10 minutes in the morning doing this. If you could just like, I'm just going to have some private time, whatever. So that way you're not interrupted. And then I think that was kind of rambled explanation. But the last thing I would say is sometimes it's really helpful to write and um or just express what you're thankful for every night and grateful for because that can help us just recenter even if it's the worst day or the best day it can help us just appreciate where we are where we're going what just happened um so for example graduating during much people have you know there's a lot of different situations happening as a result of the pandemic and also outside um but something i personally experienced um in just graduating graduating during the pandemic it was just rough let's leave it there and so i was feeling really really down especially at the beginning of summer and i took those steps that i described i just described to you too and another thing that we did, like my partner and I, he was super supportive about it, about everything. And um, we just, like, before we'd go to bed, we'd just be like, okay, tell me, like, three things that happened today that were great and, like, three things that you're thankful for. Um, we would tell each other that, like, in conversation. It doesn't have to be super formal. And you can also write it down, too. Um, I wrote mine down while saying it, too. That way I can, like, read it later because sometimes like breakdowns mental breakdowns are real feeling sad is real feeling sad for no reason is real too so having you know resources or also imposter syndrome having resources and different things to be able to look at or remember 
i.e. like your thankful for that you wrote, wrote down or, you know, thinking about like how you have been taking care of yourself each morning can really help. So I think, um, yeah, just take it one step at a time and reach out to the people around you who you, who support you and you know you can trust and you know that, yeah, they're gonna be there for you. And that can be really helpful. I think that's awesome. That kind of reminds me of that concept of like having self-compassion. Yes. Self, right? Yes, that yeah. was the right word, yes. Um, I think that's awesome that you bring that up because I've never heard of that term um, until I did like this uh, mindfulness yoga. And so it's like actually um, one of these things that they incorporate with the athletes um, at UCSD. So like it's yoga, not only for mobility, but it also kind of takes them through like this um, meditation, maybe more of a mindfulness type exercise, more specifically where, you know, they just kind of sometimes ask some questions along the lines of like, like, how can you show like kindness to yourself? What are three things that you like about yourself? You know, just like simple things that not are, are not always at the forefront of our mind, but like there are important to just kind of remember and just saying like, you know, being there for yourself, like not always putting yourself down. And I know that's like super easy to do, especially in like tough academic environments like that we're all in right now. So yeah, I think that that's awesome that you bring that up. Yeah. Um, oh, go ahead. I was also going to ask, um, I guess kind of going back to the whole research aspect, or I guess even just like personal training. So, you know, with even just the knowledge that you know from your research or even just from what you know about mental health and mindfulness, is that something that you also incorporate um, into your role as like a personal trainer with your clients? Um, or do you have like other philosophies that you kind of go by in a sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. They all interconnect and blend and overlap. Um, I know you all are interested in exercise science. If there, uh, you have a, you have multiple student rec centers, right? Yes, uh, we have like one main one though. Oh, okay, cool. Um, are there personal student personal trainers there, or like group class instructors? Yes, yeah. Um, we, I feel like we have a pretty strong rec program. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, no, I think it's. I mean, if you're looking for work, maybe post COVID. But if you're looking for work, uh, and you know, you you want to do more of the applied exercise science in terms of cueing and motivating, uh, programming, and training, and teaching group classes. Um, in terms of your question, absolutely in all facets. For example, like uh, as a personal trainer, your role is to design, implement, and adapt a personalized program for said client, right? And, you know, you're taking all that knowledge from, you know, all that exercise science knowledge, anatomy, physiology, applying it to that program and that um, ex person's experience. And then there's so much of that mental um, state and well-being side of things that goes into training as well. It's the mental is so essential to success in the physical, right? So oftentimes, um, and within myself too, right? As you said, Ash, it's so easy to be down on yourself and like beat yourself up um, as compared to someone else. Like uh, that can happen, for example, um, oh, I don't know any of these exercises. Like uh, I don't feel confident going the, to the gym to work out. Um, I uh, don't feel confident and comfortable in my body. There's uh, the situations are endless and they're all tr like, they're all, what is the right word? Um, like, it's okay to feel that way. I don't, I can't think of ever. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, um, 
maybe I should just keep moving forward with that. So it's okay. Essentially, like you don't want to beat yourself for feeling that beat yourself up for feeling that way. Um, so we, we approach it in a couple different ways. One, I am here to help guide you through this process. And by the end of this, by the end of our time together, you will be able to like accomplish this goal. You will be more confident in the gym. We're going to go through these steps to get you there. So it's very clear. Um, and I'm going to be here with you every step of the way. You ask me questions. This is all catered to your specific needs and goals, et cetera, along those lines. And then in terms of specific situations in which someone is um, not being kinder to themselves or compassionate towards themselves, this comes up as a resident assistant as well. And across friends and personal relationships. One question that I would ask somebody like, one of my past residents called me up from two years ago and was like, Hey, Lauren, can I talk to you really quick? I'm not feeling that great. And I was like, yeah, what's up? And he was like, Oh, um, I, uh, I'm certifying to be a personal trainer, you know, like you recommended, I want to work at the rec center, but I just don't feel confident at all. My ability to do this, uh, to like pass this exam. And I, you know, listened first, second, okay. Um, and he tell he told me about how he felt about himself. And then I said, okay, let's say that I was the one coming to you about how I didn't feel confident on this exam. I wasn't prepared, blah, blah, blah. What would you say to me? And then he was like, oh, well, I tell you, you aced, the, the class is much harder than this before. Like, you know, this content you're ready to go, like be confident in yourself, all this stuff. And I was like, okay, now that, now apply that to yourself <laughs> because you're right. For some reason, we think that we're the exception um, to that compassion. And so I think one important message just across the board training, wherever is to treat yourself with the same compassion that you offer to others because having that, being your own number one fan is only gonna help you, right? Mm. Um, so addressing that within personal training as well in specific instances, um, when it comes up, when it's relevant, um, is helpful. If that kind of answer your question. I want a little tangent because you distracted me with this compassion. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like you, perfectly well it's like that whole kind of phrase um what is it the toughest critic is yourself yeah yourself Absolutely. yeah that's kind of what that reminded me of so you and I know Ash yeah. <laughs> especially in sports I think at least it's I mean I guess in anything but I think it's definitely relevant at least in sports like if you don't get a PR that you want um you start easily comparing yourself to others. And the same thing goes for academics, I think as well. So easy in a competitive environment, in any competitive environment to do mm -hmm. that. So. Mm -hmm. um, so also going off on a little tangent, but I know that um, you've also been like part of the quarter system and it's really rough and everything like that. But with like this like busy schedule that you have, um, how are you able to find time to like take care of yourself by like exercising or cooking meals like during the school year? Yeah. That is a great question, Daniel. Um, I'm a little bit detached from the school life for now. It's been a bit of a summer, but I think my situation was a little bit different because I was an RA for two years, a resident assistant. So I didn't have to cook because I got a meal plan, but I lived where I worked. Um, how did I manage my time is your specific question? Yeah, like, or like, okay. how are you able to like find time to like take care of yourself? Gotcha. Yes, yes. Okay. Um, yes, even advice for like people. I think even first years, or this might be like just like a weird situation. Like, how do I cook? You know, like, because maybe dining halls are not serving <laughs> the food. So, like, I guess, how did you also navigate that in a sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. I think the first question, um, I think it's just important to keep checking in on yourself because I have a tendency still working on it 
to uh, volunteer myself. For example, this past week, I subbed four extra classes and I took an extra shift at my other job and my voice was just gone at the end of the day. Um, I think it's just important to keep checking in with yourself to make sure like, okay, can I handle that? Can I add this to my plate or not? Uh, should I spend extra time on this project or should I just do like this level of uh, job on it and then move on to the next thing? So that way I can have time later to like go to the movies, you know, pre-COVID or um, take that time to cook. Um, so it's a work in progress as always, but just making, setting your priorities. So let's say uh, today, priority one, teach uh, F45 classes. Priority two, uh, talk on the seminar. Priority three, um, work on my dad's birthday gift, which I want to tell you about that later, Ash. Um, and then do one at a time. So like first accomplish that priority. So you could replace that with homework, for example. First finish that or finish half of it, whatever you designate it as. You can use a timer on the phone. I always put my phone away when I was doing work. Otherwise, nothing happens. Um, closing windows, organizing your space, your area. Um, that is the first thing that comes to mind in regards to school-related time management. Does that help, Daniel, answer your question? Or do you have something that can help? Yeah. Yeah, okay. well, just let me know because sometimes I'm wandering. <laughs> Oftentimes I'm wandering. On the cooking thing, over the summer, I have cooked, I have been off campus for a year, and this is the second. But um, especially with the pandemic, cooking has become an enjoyment of mine, hobby. And what's really helped in that is one, meal prepping. So, and I would say that's a three-step process <laughs> if you break it down. One being, okay, what am I craving this week that I know of right now? And how many days do I want to plan for? Two, you know, and then writing, researching those recipes down or what I usually do, because I like the creative aspect of it is if I don't know how to cook something, I'm probably going to look at a couple of recipes, like most authentic or best, whatever, and the ratings, and then compile, you know, those recipes together to create my own ingredient list, etc. Have that list ready to go, go to designated stores, which is step two, buy that, buy everything. And step three is designate a time in, let's say it's the weekend or maybe Monday's your most casual day. Um, set some time aside. It's going to be a little bit more time at first. So account for that. And then cook it up. Afterwards, even though you might be tired, put it um, in its containers in the fridge or freezer ready to go um, for the whole week. I know some people have um, certain, like they're focused on certain cons associated with meal prepping. For example, like, oh, I don't want to eat the same food. Um, I under if you I definitely understand that. So there's a lot of flexibility within it. Like if you want to meal prep for two days or three days at a time versus like seven days. Um, right now I'm doing, um, I think what I'm going to do this week is two prepped meals, which I'm going to prep tomorrow. And then um, so I can eat that. We can rotate between those for dinner throughout the week. Breakfast, I think I'm going to do some sort of burrito and then freeze the contents, warm them up, put them, put it in the tortilla and um, healthy snacks. We could talk about nutrition all day, but yeah, stocking the pantry with um, and kitchen with things that you want to put in your body. Surprise, like if it's there, you're going to eat it. So if there's something bad uh, that you're trying to get away from, one, get rid of it if it's in your area. Two, don't buy it <laughs> or find an alternative. 
Um, I'm not sure if that's, yeah. Oh, and then keep in mind that there are, just because a recipe says, you know, a certain brand or anything like that, there's going to be alternative solutions. So use Google as your friend. Your friends are your friend. There are lots of websites, um, Chelsea's Apron, uh, Walk the Walk for Life, Walk of Life. Budget Bites is one that breaks down individual pricing for you of each ingredient and then each meal. So there's lots of resources out there and it can be overwhelming. If you're able to, it's always great to um, invest in yourself and invest in a trainer, um, in a nutrition coach who can help you set those foundational like habits. But you can also just take it day by day, just like everything else. So that's what I have to say about that, I think. Any follow-up questions on that? No, that was awesome. I think you went super in-depth, even provided examples, which is awesome. Um, Some inspiration for the listeners. Um, I guess just like a funny question. How does it feel to have a football team? Because we don't have one. Um. Oh, yes. Uh, I guess I wouldn't. Sorry, sorry, UO, but I don't represent that aspect of the uh, fan base that much. Oh, okay. Um, I just don't follow football as much. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> it's great the for the uh, <laughs> yeah performance and sports science internship. Is lots run by football, centered on football. Um, my my boyfriend is similar to what you described in athletic training, an athletic training internship there. So he's been working with football and they're practicing um, almost every day. I think there's definitely camaraderie associated with it, um, you know, pre-COVID. It brings, I know it's a funny question, but it just brings you back to the, you know, concept of sports and exercise and how it's such a beautiful platform for bringing people together um, on super important subjects, such as health and well-being, but also, you know, having a lot of fun with it. Um so that's good. I don't want to say it's not necessary because, you know, we're live here and I'm recording. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's great. I don't know. I just, uh, I guess I'm not the right person to ask a question to. No, it's all good. Um, I think I were just curious, you know, at UCSD, we're football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess I'm a soccer person running track and field that kind of that kind of gig but no you know football is still really interesting and awesome I just don't not super involved yeah yeah yeah, totally understand um and then I guess just to kind of like center us again but then also kind of to lead out of the podcast um do you have like any general advice for you know the viewers listening um just about exercise and or research or just anything at all maybe advice that you wish someone had told you um I guess in your pursuits yeah great question I can attest to the last one uh, mostly because I think I've covered some advice pieces uh in the previous questions that we talked about um but if I could go back in time and advise myself of one thing I would say Lauren it's great that you're, you know, going through the motions of school and doing the academics and all that stuff, but get some internship experience or get some more experience earlier on the better, like what field and what jobs, careers you want to pursue because things have been a little bit interrupted with COVID, et cetera, and I'm still here right now, so that's helpful. But if I had started earlier on in seeking out those opportunities and networking and making connections, um, potentially I could, you know, even have more experience by now and be like, oh, I actually really like um, this type of research. And now I've been connected with this person for so long now, and now um, I would like to find that opportunity abroad or, or whatever it may be. But, um, you know, if you're interested in physical therapy, um, become an aide, reach out to your local, um, clinics and it can be intimidating 
definitely at times when you feel like you don't know anything yet or you're just like again with the imposter syndrome um you just are unsure or whatever or you don't know if you like it it never hurts to go check it out or go talk to someone who's in that field because yeah there's active and that kind of learning for, through others type of thing um it's all the information is helpful every person every experience every opportunity is something that you can learn from take what you want from it and then keep moving forward in your in your visions and goals and you'll notice that it continues to shape itself with that experience yeah awesome great advice as always um i can attest to that personally um so thank you again huge thank you for you know coming on our podcast and talking with us and letting us know um so for the viewers um this is lauren nguyen again um and then if you are interested in more about what our organization does we do have a facebook we do have an instagram um you can find more resources there um on our youtube channel we have the rest of our podcasts and um also on our facebook you can also find our old newsletters and i believe we have a upcoming newsletter publication very very soon um, so stay tuned for that because that has a lot of interesting topics and um, kind of promotes the um, our whole goal as a student organization here at UCSD. So I just want to say thank you to everyone who tuned in to listen. Um, and then for those that are viewing at home, um, we also have a social, I believe, on Sunday. So if you want to come out for that um, via Zoom, Ooh. we would definitely appreciate you. And we'd love to meet all of you as well. So um, yeah, thank you all again for joining us.